Welcome to Frostcast, the podcast that brings you interviews with the project leaders of your favorite GNU Linux distributions and free software. Brought to you by FrostbiteMedia.org, the podcast network bringing you your favorite GNU Linux podcasts. Hello and welcome, and thank you for joining us on this episode. It might be a slightly different different episode than normal, but I'm going to take this time and opportunity to talk about the second annual Northeast GNU Linux Fest. It is going to be on March 17th, 2012. It's a Saturday, and uh, joining me on today's episode is Bruce Patterson from DistroWatch. He's been helping organize along with me and my partner in crime, Mike, and it's been great to have Bruce on. He's been helping out a ton. We've been able to get much more done, even with just one more person. So, Bruce, uh, thanks for coming on tonight. <laughs> Not a problem, Jonathan. As always, it's great to be here. Great. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just have a, we'll just talk about what's been going on, inform people of what's going on at the Northeast GNU Linux Fest, get people excited to come and uh, experience the event for themselves. So... I guess the, the, I'll start off. The, the first, you know, major thing that's been done is uh, instead of a half a day event, we will be having a full day event. So instead of uh, I think last year we went from ten to three or something like that, we are now going from nine until six. So it's considerably longer. Have three or four more speakers than last year. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. On top of it, we'll have uh, an extra room. Well, actually, two extra things going on, and we'll we'll lead into that. But um, yeah, I mean, so far this year, it's it's going to be considerably. I don't want to say different because it's at the same place. It's at Worcester State University, and uh, if you want to check out to all of what's going on, you can go to northeastlinuxfest.org, and you'll see everything that's going on there. Um, Bruce, is there anything for you that that sticks out? And I I think I have a feeling uh, I know what you're going to mention. Well, there's actually a lot of things, but I wanted to take a quick step back sure. um, and I wanted to simply put this question out because I know there are some folks that are going to ask it anyway, but uh, the the goal or the theme for this year's uh, event is accessibility. So I guess yes. the short of it is that um, why should folks come to the Northeast Linux Fest? Well, I guess even uh, slightly a step back farther from that is uh, like this I've only been to um, the, the Ohio Linux Fest this past year. I've never made it to self. I'm hoping I can make it this year. But from what I saw at Ohio, and uh, even before going to a Linux Fest, I myself am a free software advocate and also depending on accessibility. Um, for myself, I started the Northeast GNU Linux Fest as a free software ad advocacy conference. I'm not too concerned about you know, corporate, you know, businesses and, and stuff promoting themselves there, which it's fine if they do, but I want to use the event as a way to advocate free software to college students and maybe even high school students or whoever wants to come. So my, my idea of the event is more of a grassroots take and where, you know, we want to just inform people about free software, what they can... Uh, gain by using free software, maybe things they never thought of using non-free software and open their eyes to, to different situations and things. And accessibility is a 
I, I believe, you know, my whole thing right now is trying to make a considerable difference in the accessible world, leveraging the power of free software. And I think I heard you say it before on, on one of Linux Basics, and I, I love the word you use. It's a great equalizer. It levels the playing field for accessibility by using free software. So uh, that's uh, one of the many reasons why this year is kind of about accessibility, to bring awareness to accessibility and to show how easily accessibility can be changed through free software and possibly even hardware. And not to mention it, it's couple. It actually has a doubling effect because, first of all, not only is it being approached from the side of which you're coming from, uh, being visually impaired, but it's also reaching out to folks that may be possibly physically handicapped. Maybe we could work out something there, which is what we're planning through the uh, hackerspace competition. But more importantly, for those who are financially impaired, because this is free software, and I think Linux gives folks a great outlet to. To keep up with their um, counterparts who are working in the business world because a word processor is a word processor. It doesn't matter whether you're using Word, OpenOffice, or LibreOffice for that matter. Um, you know, Abbey Word and Numeric are also fine products, so there's a lot out there. Absolutely, yeah. I, I like that. Would you say financially? Uh not disabled. What was that word you just used? Impaired. Yeah, that, that's that's good. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of that going on uh, the, this day and age. So that that that's really good. So. Um. Well, what inspired me was when uh, I heard your interview a little while back. Oh, she's actually, it's probably well over a year ago when you actually first came on to Linux Basics because you were throwing out some pretty heavy numbers about the uh, folks who were blind who were unemployed. Uh, it was like an astounding 80% or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think the fact is, is that what makes your mission that much more impossible, well, actually, the community's mission is through software like Orca and an OS like Linux, it's giving folks the, uh, a fighting chance, things that they may not have had before. Absolutely. And again, I'm going to use your word, it's a great equalizer. It definitely can level the playing field. And, you know, free software and accessibility, it's definitely usable right now, but it could be considered considerably better, you know, just like anything else. But I think if, you know, with the right effort and the right uh, manpower and, and so on and so forth, I think a great difference can be made with free uh, free software and accessibility. So, again, that's what the Northeast GNU Linux, is for, Linux Fest is for. Not just particularly accessibility, but just how can free software change your life? How can it change your company's life? How can it change your you, you at school? How can it change your school's uh, program? How can you know? How can you benefit by using free software? Not just from the cost, but from all of the freedoms that come with free software. You're in control of your own destiny, and that's you know what I want to do with accessibility and people that depend on accessible hardware is put everyone in control of their own destiny. And if you're motivated, you can get quite a bit done. If you're not motivated, well then, you can uh, benefit from everyone else's hard work. So. Well, an added bonus for that is one of the folks that I reached out to was the Worcester Chamber of Commerce because 
like anything else in these financially strapped times, there are small businesses who need a leg up. And let's face it, they can't continue to pay for these licenses for the, you know Microsoft or even for Mac stuff. And I think that by inviting these small businesses to the Northeast Linux Fest, you're helping them make informed decisions about possibly including this software into their uh, businesses. Not only licenses, they don't have... I'm not going to say you don't have to worry about security, but you can, you know, be a little more sure that you're a lot more secure than you were to begin with if you switch over to free software. Well, entirely. And in fact, that sort of ties in with a talk that's actually happened last week over at the uh, Boston uh, Linux Users Group. Uh, basically, it was a talk that was a discussion on how to get uh, enterprise level uh, departments and companies to start thinking about free software. That's a discussion that I think is right up the alley of the Northeast Linux Fest because it is about information and making people informed of these choices. Absolutely. That's ex definitely what it's about. And I encourage everyone to come down. If you didn't make it last year, uh, you'll be happy you came. We will make it worth your while. Um, Let's see. One another thing that I'm excited about that Bruce was able to bring to the table is we are going to have live coverage of the uh, GNU Linux Fest through the it's the Worcester Cable Access, right, Bruce? What's the like the technical name for them? WCCA TV. Nice. And what's really awesome about this is that um, it looks like we can get a lot of other students involved with this too, because you know they'll have folks who are showing in the main room, but we also have you know two simultaneous events. You've got OpenStreetMap, which is showing a workshop all day, I believe. Correct. Uh, I, I told them they can have as much time as they want. They haven't gotten back to me, but there there will be some sort of workshop going on with OpenStreetMap. I don't know how many talks they're going to have, but I, I told them they could have reign of the whole room and, and do what they wanted with it. And then, of course, we have the hackerspace competition, which up until, quite frankly, at the last month, since we didn't hear any from anybody around November, I thought we would have to scrap it. But then all of a sudden, overnight, we literally have quite a few people responding now. Yeah, it, it was like a week before we were, we were talking amongst ourselves saying, all right, well, if we don't hear from anyone by this time, we'll just have to go to plan B and, and figure out what we want to do with like the extra room or whatever. And, and I got an email from this guy in the hackerspace asking questions. And I said, huh. And I forwarded you the message and then you get a hold of him. And in turn, you know, from that one email, this guy was like, oh, yeah, you know, these, this, these guys are coming down. These guys are coming down. And it just blew us out of the water. Well, one of the other parts uh, tying into the Worcester Cable Access TV is that they also have an additional show called Soapbox. Of course, you should be appearing on that at some point in January. Yeah. Um, but we're also offering it to the top three uh, winners or voted winners of the uh, design for Hackerspace. So they each get their own episode, which I thought was pretty cool of them. Yeah, I'd have to say with the registrations are... I mean, we're probably not that we had that many registrations last year. I want to say we had like maybe 50 people register and uh, we're already at about like 30 people registering and we're still quite a few months away from, you know, the event. And I'd have to say at least 20 out of the 30 said they will be participating in the hackerspace that have registered so far. So it's 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 had quite the uptake, I think. 
Well, one of the things is that while college kids have been our main focus, uh, over the week I decided that maybe we should also start reaching out to the high school kids because, I mean, it really is. If it's if it, we're going to go with accessibility, we might as well start folks off early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, we, okay. Yeah, we've had a great response with reg registrations again. Like I've seen some Harvard emails coming in, some MIT emails coming in people from the physics lab at Harvard coming in, uh, WPI. So it's been great, like, uh, just seeing these people already registering. And I can imagine, you know, this could, we can expect quite a few more from those schools coming down. And the response has been great because the folks that I've contacted, uh, the chairman of the computer science department over at BU contacted me almost immediately after I sent out uh, the email. So uh, there's a lot of colleges most certainly on board. Yeah, I think it's either BU or BC. I don't know if they still maintain it anymore, but I know for a while they actually had their own Linux distro that they that they made. I'd almost guess that it's BU because they're uh, are very much a Red Hat shop. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure they maintain their own Linux distro for a while. I don't know if they still do, but I, I've seen it a few times. So, yeah, that'd be cool to have you know those guys come down. And, of course, some of the added bonuses, too, is uh, we've definitely locked down the BSD exams uh, yeah. on the morning of the event. Yeah, if you're interested in the BSD, getting certified in BSD, we have links on the website, right, Bruce? They're all they're up there okay. and ready to go. Okay, so if you go to northeastlinuxfest.org, you can sign up for the BSD certification. I believe it's $75.00. It is. Okay. And uh, so basically, this is just to take the exam. So uh, what we're going to do is she, Drew Levine, who is also going to give a talk, she wanted to have an hour and a half. So what we decided to do was we're going to be at the at the school at 8 a.m. anyways, but we're not going to really open the doors. Well, I mean, they'll be open, but we don't really expect people to come until 9. So the people that are taking the test can show up at 8.30 and you'll have from 8.30 until 10 to take the exam. And the actual fest won't start until 10. That's when the first talk will be, which I'm giving. So that way, if you're going to take the test, you won't miss anything. So if you want to take the test, come nice and early, take the test, and you still have the whole day. You won't have to worry about missing anything. And let's not forget Dan Fry and his open scheduler. Yeah, I yes. think that's awesome that he's on board with that. Yeah, Dan Fry, who has created the Android app Open Schedule, he we got we talked to him two weeks ago, and he was all on board helping us out, and we basically gave him all the information. He's going to be setting that up. So I'm hope I'm hoping we can have it set up kind of like what he was saying that Self did, where we can have a QR code like at the registration table, and if you want to get the Open Schedule um, app on your Android phone, it'll give you like who's talking when bios of who's talking give you all kinds of information and just scan the qr code and boom it'll download onto your phone and you'll be ready to go which reminds me hacker public radio had a very cool uh book last year where they uh apparently had a qr code for every episode and all you had to do is just flash your phone at it and bang download it i want to download all qr code there you go. We'll have to talk to Pokey or Ken Fallon about that. Next to it, it should say, don't make any plans. Like, what is that? What is that? Episode like 850 or something like that? Oh, it's pretty crazy. It's really up there. <laughs> oh, and we will have Wi-Fi at the school, too. Um, last year, it was a bit annoying. Um, there, I, 
at my school, you basically have to like log into the network to, to connect. And, um, they said, Oh, don't worry. You know, that day we'll give you like a generic login and password. And whoever was in charge of that was never around. And so people couldn't connect and it was awfully annoying. So I'm going to make sure that that's all set. It wasn't a technical problem. It was more of an administration problem. And, uh, so there should be no problems with Wi-Fi this year. And, the Wi-Fi is pretty good at my school. I, I, I mean, I've never, like, I can stream stuff, so it's obviously good enough to stream stuff. I don't know, like, what the upload is or anything, but there should be no problems this year for Wi-Fi at the school. Speaking of facilities, let us not overlook the $5 all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh, yeah, that's uh, another, another thing that I didn't promote well that I'm sure people would have appreciated <laughs> is there's a cafeteria, like, two floors up. And it's, yeah, it's like Bruce said, five bucks, all you can eat. The food is, is well worth $5. It's not, it's not crap by any means. So it's, it's definitely good food. It's not like, you know, cafeteria food from like some weird hospital or whatever, you know, foods, the food's good. So, um, I I think one of the great parts about it is that this also gives folks that, uh, that option to take off any time to grab food upstairs. Uh, and uh, you know, they don't have to go very far for anything. No, no, everything's right up there. There's soda machines all, all like on the main floor that we're on. Soda machines, water machines, I think juice machines. So everything's easily accessible right there. Um, I mean, there's also drinks. I think drinks are included with the five bucks all you can eat. I'm, I'm 95% sure. So if you go up there and eat, you can drink as much as you want to. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I guess speaking of kind of, kind of uh, facilities or whatever, um, we also have the hotel is, um, on Grove Street, which is the same street that the after party is on at Jillian's, this is a, it's called the Courthouse by Marriott. So it's part of the Marriott chain. It's a really nice, you know, nice hotel. There is free Wi-Fi at the hotel, but there is no um, breakfast that you get included in the room. So if you want to eat there, you will be paying, you know, whatever they charge. I have no idea what they charge for breakfast. So breakfast is not included in the room, but I got a really great rates on the rooms for... A king size bed and a pullout. It's a hundred and it's a hundred bucks a night, and for two queens and a pullout, it's a hundred and ten a night. Normally these rooms are like one eighty and one ninety, so I got a great deal on them. So if you want to get a room, you must must get a room before like February seventeenth, I believe they said about a month before the actual conference. The rooms that are are blocked off. They're going to put back into the pool for the hotel if they're not taken. So you must get a room before February 17th. I might be able to work something out. I'm not sure, but don't, you know, don't trust on, don't trust in that. If you do plan on coming and you want those, those rates, you must get it before February 17th. And while we're on information, why don't we also talk about the directions aspect of it? Because what I've done is uh, I've put in directions from folks coming from Boston. But in the upcoming week, this week, I'll also be putting them from Providence and from the western side of the state so folks know how to get there. Uh, Most folks do know how to get to Worcester, but there are a lot of options. Uh, If you're coming from Boston, there are buses and trains that go out to Worcester. Also, um, the Worcester State Union. Providence too. Yes, well, exactly. The train will go from Providence into Boston, and then you could probably take it from Boston into Worcester. I don't think it goes straight to Worcester. Although there may be bus services straight to Worcester, but I, again, I'll put those rates and prices up as well. 
Oh, yeah. and, and before I forget, um, if you're coming from across the country and are flying in, you can actually fly into the Worcester Airport, which is literally, you know, not even a quarter mile from Worcester State. Yeah. I'm not sure. The, the, the flights that go into Worcester might be few and far between, but you might be able to find some. I'm not sure. You know, it's not like a heavily traveled uh, airport, so... No, but oh. I believe Southwest flies out of there, so that's kind of oh, important. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, I didn't know the details on it. So, And from the school to where the after party is, it's like a three-minute car ride. It's like right down the road. And like I said, the hotel is on the same road. I'm not sure how far the hotel is from Jillian's, where we're having the after party, but it's on the same road, so it can't be, you know, it can't be more than a mile. It's got to be relatively close. And again, all of this information can be found at northeastlinuxfest.org, and this is under the information tab. Nice. Yeah. And speaking of Jillian's, we had the party there last year. It's a, It was a little loud, but we were there early enough in the day to where it wasn't like really bad, but it's going to be later in the night this time. So we are renting. They have like a private room. I believe it holds up to 200 people or 150, something like that. And um, so we're going to have this our own private room, our own private bartender, private waitresses and waiters or whatever. Um, so we'll have the, the room completely to ourselves. It won't be all like crazy loud. We'll be able to hear each other talk. But you will be able to go out. You know, there's tons of pool tables, tons of arcade games. So if you guys, you know, want to leave the room, you don't have to obviously stay in the room. But we'll be having the party at Jillian's. It'll, I'm thinking we'll get the room for like three hours. For, so it'll be like from 7 to 10. And then, you know, if we want to stay there, we can just leave that room and go into the main part of Jillian's. But I'm really looking forward to the after party. Now, one of the other things that we do want to stress, too, on the, the website is the registration page. Yes. This is more important, too, for the folks who are going to attend the hackerspace so we can make sure we have adequate space for everybody. Because, like I said, when we first got the ball rolling, I mean, we didn't hear anything for a little bit. But now, I mean, being conservative, we probably have 40 people coming to this right off the bat. And yeah. You know, from New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts. I know that Mike's been looking at Connecticut and New York. So, yeah. you know, well, a lot of folks are expected to show. Yeah, I know. I, like I said, I think NY Bill said there's going to be some guys coming, you know, from New York with the hackerspace stuff. So, yeah, please register as soon as possible. Don't wait until the last minute. It really helps us out. It's not just like a, you know, something to be annoying about. Like, it really does help to know, like, do you plan to come? Like, we basically asked two questions. Do you plan on coming to the party? And are you attending the hackerspace? And then that's, you know, that's all we ask. So we, we definitely needed to get some, you know, solid numbers. And it's a lot better to get those numbers, you know, a few months out instead of, like, a week before. Because really, a week before, five days before, two days before, that really doesn't do us any good. <laughs> like no it's doubt. Like, it's, it's nice to know, but there's not much we can uh, we can do about it. <laughs> and we don't want to turn people back, believe no, me. No. <laughs> so. But speaking of helping out, too, we also put up a link for Supportive Pack. Um, yes. And what have, what have we organized for that? Right now, uh, we have the Supporter Pack. It's $40. I'm thinking of maybe adjusting it a little bit. I'm not, I'm not sure, but right now it's $40. And um, for the $40, you'll be supporting the Northeast GNU Linux Fest. But also, instead of this year of doing t-shirts, we still have some t-shirts left from last year, like uh, maybe 18 shirts or something like that. So if you do want a shirt, we'll have them there, and they'll be 20 bucks. But for this year, 
if you get the supporter pack for $40, we're going to be doing business card sized uh, USB drives, uh, USB uh, pen drives. And what we're going to do is we're going to have the Northeast GNU Linux Fest logo on it and like the URL. And on the pen drive is going to be uh, uh, pre-installed is Triskel uh, 5.0. And what's great about that is the 5.0 release is the one that I was able to work with Ruben Rodriguez, and we were able to make that version of Triskel accessible. So if you have a blind or vision-impaired friend, you can stick this drive in their computer. Orca will start talking in a live environment. They can install it by themselves, or they could even just use the live environment and see how they like it. So we will be pre-installing Triskel on the business side, business size uh, USB pen drive, and I think they're going to be four gigs. I'm not sure. I don't remember off the. I don't have the information right in front of me, but I believe they're four gigs. So that's what we're looking at doing. But I also might. I'll have to talk to the school. I don't know how I could work this out or like how I could put it together but it might also include lunch for people that get the supporter pack so you'd be able to just go upstairs and like hand them a ticket or something and then you could you know you can get lunch and during lunch from between noon and one there'll be no talks going on so if everyone wants to grab lunch then you could grab lunch and then so there'll be talks from 10 10 to you know 10 through noon and then from one to six there'll be talks and then no talks from noon to one so yeah, I'm thinking I'm trying to add lunch into that $40. I just don't know how I could, like, work out the logistics because, uh, I, like I said, I guess I'll have to talk to my school and see what I could do. Very cool. And speaking of other items of interest, too, the sponsor tables, how, how are those going? Well, we have five to seven of them taken. And right if you're, like, a .edu, a .org, or .net, or whatever... Um, we will give you a table. So email northeastlinux at gmail, and we'll set you up at the table. Right now we have Ubuntu, someone from KDE, um, hopefully someone from fightforthefuture.org, uh, BSD, FreeBSD is going to be there, OpenStreetMap is going to have a table. Uh, who else? Uh, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. There's a couple more that I'm missing, but uh, I think, I'm hoping Hacker Public Radio will be back. Um, Pokey, if you're listening, get a hold of me. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what's going on right now. But if you do want a table, get a hold of me. Once they're gone, that's it. But I'm hoping that we're going to have re- decent sponsorship this year. That's why I'm able to just give the tables away to, like, non-sponsors. So if you do want a table, just get a hold of me, email me, and we'll give you a table. Very cool. And one of the other things that we'd also like to mention, too, uh, is for folks who want to help spread the word. On our page, we also have the propaganda uh, section, and we've got our our spots there, our audio spots, but we've also got posters for both the hackerspace and for the event itself. So definitely check those out, and of, co- of course, they're in LibreOffice format. Yeah, you'll be able to, uh, and that's another way you can help out. Go to the propaganda page, print out some flyers, hand them out, send people to the links to the propaganda page, have them print them out, hand them out, email attachments to people, do whatever you wish. There's also audio promos. If you have podcasts, please play them. Um, just, you know, spread the word, do whatever you can. We appreciate any help. And uh, again, you know, it's a grassroots movement, so it takes the community to build the community. So we appreciate any, any help. Yeah, and I'd also like to thank Carrie from Makerspace from Cape Cod, Mass. 
they uh, also uh, supported us and in fact they posted it on their website for the Northeast Linux Fest and I, I linked off of that so you guys could take a look at it at some point um, and of course your interview from the Linux Link Tech Show which was also informative yeah we also had uh, I think there's a, a lug from Rhode Island that's going to be coming down too that was cool uh, I saw an email come through. Yep, uh, the lug from Rhode Island, and actually they're they're contacting two other lugs in Rhode Island. So nice. This is this is a snowball that's getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, whew, man, is there anything else that we need to cover? I think we just bamboozled everyone with a lot of information. <laughs> hey, that's what this is all about. Remember, <laughs> northeastlinuxfest.org. Yeah, and I guess we danced around the hackerspace. That that's the one of the things that you also brought to the table, Bruce, was the hackerspace and and we also danced around the contest where we're encouraging hackers to come down and make some sort of accessible hardware, something that can improve someone's way of life through through accessible hacking on hardware. And so we're I'm really encouraged by the response we're getting. Tons of people are excited about this and uh uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to be blown away by the, the stuff that we see there. And not to mention, I'm hoping that the folks from Make Magazine are listening in because we really want them to judge this event, and it wouldn't be complete without them. Yeah, yeah, we've reached out to them. We've been in talks. We're sort of in, I guess, sort of a limbo, I guess, but we'll wait till after the, the new year. We'll reach back out to them and, you know, uh, I'm persistent, so I, I don't stop until someone tells me to go away. So, <laughs> or gives in. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll either say uncle or go away. One of the, one of the two will happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last thing we we can't forget. Uh, let's see, the makers of uh, Maria DB. Yeah. Um, what are they? Sky. Yeah, Sky SQL. There we go. Yeah, they're, they'll be at the event, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they'll also be giving a talk too. So it'll be nice to see Monty's new venture uh, because uh, Maria DB, you know, I'm sure has been well received, but I think that this is kind of an important uh, niche to fill as well. Yeah, well, I guess speaking of speakers, we can also kind of run down. There's still one spot open, but don't don't ask for it. It's, it's already been taken if it doesn't get filled up somewhere else. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we have uh, John Selvin, the executive director of the FSF, Matt Lee, the can a campaigns manager at the FSF, Drew Levine from FreeBSD. Uh, we have do, 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 do. I'm James forgetting. Turk. Yes, thank you, James Turk from the Sunlight Labs Foundation. He's doing the Open State Project. We also will be having someone from OpenStreetMap. We'll be having myself, someone from SkySQL, and one last spot. I, it might be someone from Red Hat slash Fedora. I'm not sure yet. Um, so if not. It'll be Dan Fry who created the Open Schedule uh, program. Yeah, I'm really actually looking forward to a lot of these people showing up. So um, this is all exciting stuff, and we hope you folks can make it. Yeah, and some people asked about like you know how can we only have one track? I myself, even before going to the Ohio Linux Fest, I myself think only one like one track is, is should you should only have one track because it. You, you lose, you know, if, if you're there and there's three tracks going on, two people, three people could be talking at the same time. You want to hear all three of them. What if those are the three people you only want to hear? Then now you're like, okay, now I have to decide, you know, 
who's worth missing out of the three or who you know whose talk is expendable like you know hopefully they're recording it so i can listen to it later and then you know you just have to make hard decisions this way it's one track home run hitters every talk you know you're going to get something good with everyone talking and you're not going to be you know all i don't want to decide between this person and that person maybe the talk will be something you're not interested in then you don't stay in the room and you walk around and talk to other people, talk to people at tables, and you know have a, a great experience. Or check out the hacker space. That's exactly. one of the great things. Exactly. Or going, you know, going to the Open Street Map Workshop. Maybe you want to learn something about that. So I mean, you know, I I don't. No matter, you know, if the Northeast New Links Fest goes to two days, three days. If it goes twenty four hours long, I think there'll always be just one track, unless there's. I guess like the Open Street Map Workshop is kind of like a second track, but not really because it's completely different. So if there was like sort of another track, which I wouldn't call it that, it would be something laser focused on a specific topic, and it wouldn't be competing with you know the main track. Well, and I think also the best part about it is that it is an all-day event, and really, I mean, if it turns out that we have to stretch it to another day next year, uh, we'll do it next year that way, but I mean, right now, this is the best of all worlds. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and you don't have to worry about missing the talk, because we are absolutely having it recorded, going to be streamed live over the, is it WTTC? WCCATV. Ah, there we go. And it's going to be streamed on their website. And they're going to dump all the footage to us when they're done, too. And then we're going to do whatever we want with that. So um, you don't have to be worried about missing anything. We'll probably put out the videos and audio of all the talks. And, man, is there anything else left, Bruce? We've we've gone from start to finish. The entire site. And the which website is, is northeastlimitsfest.org. And please register, please register. And if you're uh, thinking about it, please, uh, you know, be a supporter of the Northeast Canoe Linux Fest. It's, uh, it helps out with the costs. I mean, sponsors sometimes uh, don't cover everything or sp sometimes sponsors like to wait until the week before the fest to, you know, give you the money. And that also makes things a lot more difficult, too. So with people supporting throughout the time, it helps pay things for things up front. So... And don't forget, um, we have a couple of other outlets, too. If um, you're on Identica, we're certainly on there. Facebook. Let me, get, uh, let me get the information here. Yeah, so on Identica. Twitter, yeah, yep. Identica and Twitter is slash Northeast Linux. Both right. of them are the same name. And on Facebook, you can find it, Northeast Linux Fest. Oh, is it? I wasn't sure if it was that or not. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I think that's about everything. You know, go to the propaganda page. We look forward to you coming. We hope you all have a good time. Look forward to the after party. It's it's gonna be great. That's, it sort of reminds me of that Simpsons quote. Yeah, let's see. If you can't make it, you better be dead or in jail. And if you're in jail, break out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although we can't promise Truckosaurus, but we'll we'll do our best. <laughs> hey, maybe a hacker guy will bring one, something like that. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's about it for this episode. If you have any, all of your questions will be answered if you visit northeastlinuxfest.org. Very sweet. All right, thanks a lot, Bruce, and uh, we will be talking to you again. And uh, again, everyone, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care now.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Frostcast. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at feedback at frostbitemedia.org. Again, that email address is feedback at frostbitemedia.org. If you have any questions, comments, or criticisms, please get a hold of us. Or maybe you know someone who has an open source project or a Linux distribution that they're working on. Have them get a hold of us. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.
have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.